Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? We are the podcast where we try and throw the gate open to all and anyone who wants to come into anime, whether you're a new fan, an old fan looking to get back into it, or just someone who wants to talk about anime. We are here to simply enjoy the thing that we love most, which is, of course, anime. Charlie, how are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. At the time of airing, we've recorded a double episode in this great studio. We went on about how good this studio was in the last episode we did, but I think this one's airing before. So for those who are watching, welcome to our new studio. Yes, indeed. It turns out that I work at a podcast production company and- uh, He never knew. Weird. (laughs) Commandeering the (laughs) studio after hours. What a good time. I know, very generous that they've allowed me to use it. It looks- Pretty cool. So get used to it, folks. We're leveling up. (laughs) A very good time. We're very happy to be in such an awesome space. And Graham, how are you feeling to be in such a space? I'm settled. Settled now. Settled now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to the bright lights and, you know. The comfy couches. The couches. It's it's good. It's cozy. I love it. It is very nice. There's no going back, Sam. (laughs) That's ruined it. Sweet taste. (laughs) How can we go back after seeing this? Lights of Paris, or whatever that saying is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, today we are doing our annual mid season check in. So, obviously, it is summer 2023 season. We are the midpoint, or just about, probably a little bit over the midpoint, actually. But it's our time to check in, talk about what we've been watching, what we're liking, what we're not liking. Of course, you would have heard our hype up a little while ago. Well, if you haven't, you can check it out. We did a little hype up of this season, but you know, when we do those episodes, sometimes we've not even watched the first episode. We've just read a synopsis or we've only watched one episode. So sometimes we're horribly wrong. So we like to do these episodes to come back in and be like, hey, we were wrong or we were right or I didn't even hear about this show until later. Now I'm watching it and it's amazing. So who wants to start off with what you've been watching? Of course, there are some big ones. There are some huge, massive ones, in fact. Obviously, everyone's watching Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, Jujutsu Kaisen, at the time of recording this, has just finished, well, not just, it's finished a couple of weeks ago, its first little arc, the Hidden Inventory arc, and we're about to head into the Shibuya arc, which, from all accounts, Graham, obviously being a manga reader, knows to be one of the peak arcs of Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, what do you all think of Hidden Inventory? I thought it was good. I liked it. It didn't blow me away like I wanted it to blow me away, but I'm so happy to have Jujutsu Kaisen back, beautifully animated, very cool sequences. Obviously, we got backstory for Gojo, which is never a bad thing. Um, I yeah, I was happy with it, and I'm just viewing it as like its own little kind of intro thing, and I'm excited to see what the next arc brings. But definitely didn't disappoint, but I just wasn't as taken with it as I had been in the past maybe. I think this next arc will probably do it for us, you know what I, I mean? So, this yeah. is very much – it was a five-episode little like mini thing. What, what are your thoughts, Graham, as a manga reader? As a manga reader? Well, as someone who's actually read the source material. Yeah, know? look, I really liked that they changed up the directors. I know there was a lot of umming and eyeing about the animation style, but I thought it was it was fresh. I feel like it had a bit more of a cinematic kind of quality to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I've been very vocal about my opinions on the manga. I think it elevates the source material. And yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, Graham, let us, you and I talk about the big of, you know, we've talked about this before, but the big three OG Bleach is back again for the second part of the 1000 Year Blood War. Just hook it to my veins. Take it away. Every, Every time it finishes, I'm like, it's it's one of those few shows where I'm like, oh god, there's a week, mm-hmm. there's a week I have to wait for this the next hit. I yeah. guess is the term. Like, I love it. I, I'm yeah. It's hitting mm-hmm. nostalgia. It's it's yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, Bleach is absolutely killing it. And for those of you who aren't aware, of course, you've been living under a rock or you weren't, it's your first episode into us. Basically, Bleach is one of the big three, one of the great big shonen cornerstones of the genre. Of course, the battle shonen. It's been redone because the last arc was never animated. It's being animated now. This is the second part of it. And my God, does it look absolutely outstanding i cannot believe how good it is every episode is so hype the soundtrack is out of control isn't it have you been watching it at all charlie no because i'm not up to date with it yet like i started re-watching it with my partner and we watched up to the soul society retrieval arc best arc uh sorry i combined to the retrieval arc is the sasuke retrieval the Sas- arc <laughs> i mean that thing. it's the same shit uh the rookiest retrieval arc that'll work set in yeah. soul society and i've been waiting to kind of get through it and then watch this and i know i'm missing out on so much and i know i should be take my like you know elder mm. weeb card out of my hand and throw it up and throw it into a fire <laughs> get out of here but i've also just been busy you know getting on board with some of the newer stuff which i think is really fun and one thing i'll say is that i usually have a tendency to get caught in a nostalgia trap which is not bad you know i i go well the older stuff was better you know like back in of my day it kid. was let me better. tell you about the old um, days. another round children yeah. let me explain but because we've been doing episodes like this i've had to kind of watch new anime and get on board with things and you know it's, it's one of those things where i worry sometimes like if you're living too much in the past then you're going to miss like the classics that happen in your own time we did which- do an episode about nostalgia and anime not long ago which you can check out where we talked about this exact problem but yes please. yeah but i think it's different with bleach because obviously they're just finishing the arc they're animating the end of it which is so exciting and i will get there and i'll be like you know what sucks new anime get out of here bring me the old stuff thank <laughs> you <laughs> that's what i'll be into but i really really think that Battle Shonen's great, tick, tick, tick. Jujutsu Kaisen, Bleach, obviously spoiled for choice. This season, actually, there's only two, so you're not really spoiled for choice. You've got two options. <laughs> two <laughs> awesome options. Um, yep. So there's that, and is there another Shonen night this year? I guess so. Does Mushu, does um, the Mushoku Mushoku Tensei, Tensei, Tensei we're count? not talking about that shit on this podcast. We hate it. Oh, wow. Graham's watched it. Never, I guess. Are you watching the new season? No, I think I watched the first three episodes, and I was like, nah. It's just too problematic. Mushoku Tensei, again, for those of you who aren't aware is one of the seminal isekai classics. And if you wanted to learn about isekai, there's a video, a YouTube video that we did, a video essay, where we talk exclusively about the history of isekai. But of course, being transported to another world, video games, fantasy lands, whatever. Mishoka Tensei is one of the cornerstones of the genre, but it is so insanely problematic. And I literally couldn't get through the first three episodes of the first season because it's just so fucked. And it's one of the reasons we started this podcast to avoid these traps, right? And Mashuka Tensei is one of those traps because it looks amazing. Stunning. The world building is fantastic. There are so many good elements, but then there's just these really fucked, whack, problematic issues, which I don't even want to go into because I don't want to give it the air and it's time. All, it, it's all the protagonist as well. And the protagonist is just a, he's a, just a, a garbage horrible human, human being. being. Like, yeah. he's like a, and every time you he, you think, oh, he's going to you know grow as a character and change his ways and blah, blah, blah and it, it just doesn't. I don't so understand how people are so into it. And it's huge. It's also huge. Like, it is one of the most popular animes that's airing right now. People will defend it till the cows come home. I don't want to get into the muck of this, but look, we're not going to talk about it on this show because none of us like it. And we didn't so, watch it, so we can't really comment yeah, on it either. So we're done. So, yeah. uh, anyway. What have you been watching though? What did we talk about in the last one? Because I mentioned a couple of things in passing. We talked about Zom 100. Yes. Uh, which has been continued to deliver. So good. And it's also, it's been a huge success, not just in anime, but there's a Netflix live action series of Zom 100 as well, which has just started airing. So if you want to, if you don't like anime, 
You can watch the live action. It's literally on Netflix right now. So. I've heard mixed things about that. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, it's not anime, obviously. Yes. Yeah, how does that the translate? superior I mean, art form. I've spoilers on, like, I think it was last episode, the episode before, there's a giant zombie shark. Is there a giant live action zombie shark? I hope so. In, oh, I got One would have to assume, right? Because that was amazing. Oh, it was fantastic. We've had Sharknado. It can't be that far out of the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know Look, Zombie Hunter is great. It's got some, it's, again, it sometimes straddles the line of being super weird and, like, you know, lots of fart jokes and stuff. But, like, you know what? It's not dissimilar to Zombieland. Yeah. You know? It doesn't take itself uh, too seriously. It's mm -hmm. irreverent. It's a bit silly. The color palette's extraordinary. Oh. It looks a million bucks. Well, mostly, I mean, the first episode looked the best. Obviously, they put a lot of the budget into that. Yeah. Doesn't look quite as good since, but it still looks good enough. You know, I don't, it's not all pure Sakuga, but, you know, I'm not a Sakuga guy. So, whatever. Sakuga, of course, meaning, you know, elevated art style. But for me, I'm kind of like, I think it's fantastic. It's fun. It's irreverent. It's a bit silly. It's a bit dumb. What do you think? Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, it's good. I have only seen three episodes of it, though. I need to catch up. Oh, did I spoil the zombie shark? Yeah, but you know what? That's ah, okay. Sorry. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I will get there and I will, I think I would still be as taken with a zombie shark. As I would have been by surprise, you know. It's, it's oh, already, in fact, it's, it's sparing me on to watch more. I did like it. I felt like maybe it was a bit of a one trick pony continuously happening. I know, okay. like, yeah, but fair. I will watch it. It was, and I think it just looks good enough and is fast paced and got that kind of irreverent anime fun mm. that I do like in a series. The zombie shark is filled with zombie divers. Yeah, it's not a zombie. Whose legs shark. have popped out of the bottom Incredible. of it and walks. Who around. are walking around trying to be zombies? Basically, is like. The legs of the zombie shark. I'm sorry, human genius at play. No, I mean that's the best idea I've ever heard. It's in my ridiculous. Life. It's uh, that's Zom 100 for those of you yeah. in a nutshell haven't watched it. Absolutely outstanding, loving it. Now, what's some of the newer stuff you've been watching? Some of the less. So I did mention it in passing, and then I went. You know what? I better watch it before I come back on and do mid season check in because I was taken with the title. I just went. This it has to be peak Isekai, and it is. Reborn as a vending machine. Oh, yes. I now wander the dungeon. Yes. And, like, I don't think we gave this enough airtime. I, I think I, I just think went, we there's the vending machine one. And I would be like, you can't just brush past that. Like, <laughs> literally. I, I'm just going to give a synopsis of this. But a vending machine fanatic meets his demise when he is quite ironically crushed by a vending machine. To his dismay, he finds himself reincarnated as a vending machine in another world, having reemerged within a forest inhabited by frogmen and other monsters. And supplied with only two products. Boxo, the vending machine, requires coins to keep itself stocked, powered, and upgraded with new skills. Luckily, the automat is rescued by a young woman who quickly realizes that it is sentient and she carries it to a human settlement. Thereafter, the strange piece of machinery gradually makes an impact in the world around it, gaining numerous allies along the way despite being utterly incapable of speech or movement and communicating only by playing out pre-recorded vending machine phrases. Okay. Yeah. This opening sequence, it literally starts... With a guy, it, like he's literally in a car and he sees on the back of a truck a vending machine and he's like, it's <laughs> yeah, about I to swerve place, right? out of the way and he's yeah. like, oh, no, that beautiful – he literally says that, that poor vending loves, machine because this guy is a yeah. huge vending machine fan. He loves them. He's a vending and machine guy. He yeah. dies and gets reincarnated his true love, which is a vending machine. But he is stuck in this machine. He cannot speak. He can only use like, you know, thank you, welcome, and you need to select another product. It's like four catchphrases he can say. Brilliant. But he's in, literally in the middle of nowhere. He's like – and then this frogman come out and start trying to yeah, beat him beat up. Him. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Anyway, but what's funny about it is I've never seen. So at first I thought this was just going to be like a dumb thing. thing. Ever, yeah. And like, You'd be forgiven for thinking that. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what got me is the amount of lore that is actually thrown onto you. It's like so specific. And the like 
dynamics and the rules of this world and what he can it's like you know it's a classic isekai video game style where it's like it goes into the inner workings and like he can use x amount of points to change his products or like he um he can use magic but he only can use a barrier but he leaks points and the only way to get points back is if he gets paid money is if people buy his products but he's alone at the start he figures this out he goes in there's this whole like most of the episode is like quite an intricate law dump and exposition and all these rules for this world that is surprisingly convoluted for a show about a man that's been reincarnated as a vending machine. Eventually he meets this young woman who has never seen a vending machine before in her life. It's a different world and she is dying of thirst and she decides to try and buy something and then she does and she realises it's sentient, carries it back to a settlement. Together they take over and they have a successful business. I think she works at like a a failing inn and his uh, the vending machine brings a business boom to the town. And it seems to be like a weird mix of, you know, quite like battle heavy, like in a weird way there's some battle stuff there. Yeah, Yeah, but also like a bit of an economics, like how to make a town work, you know, like that was. Okay. So how to make a town work is not economics. Economics 101, (laughs) how to make a town work. That is how universities structure their units. I think that is a good unit to study. (laughs) But yeah, this show surprised me because it's funny. I do think it gets a bit old pretty quickly, but it's got a lot of heart. And the the love that this protagonist has for the art of the vending machine, it's actually so it's Japanese, quite endearing. Dude. It's, so it's wholesome. It's actually, I mean, oh, look, it's a little bit fan servicey. Mm. Oh, okay. Because the girl hunter is, you know, drawn it. Like, but it's not, it's not that bad. I watched like two episodes. Yeah, I keep going with it, mostly because that just surprised me with the angle it was taking. You know, it really takes itself quite seriously. What I love is when he does like put a new item in the machine and the villagers come and try it. Like these, these guards that were like, oh, what's this one? Oh, hot soup. And it's just like the best thing they've ever tried because they're from like a medieval pig shit town. Like, of course. Like, of like, course. Oh, and it's it like is. modern Japanese. Yeah, like um, so like there's things machine, like where you can exists. like turn the thing and it heats up the coffee. So they're like, it's warm. Like it's like this amazing technology. <laughs> so, so he just blows everyone's mind, obviously. And he's That's like, terrible. oh, these guys, oh, what were these guys like? Oh, they'll love like this bar of chocolate. And it's just like him selecting things. For you. It's, it's wholesome as shit. It's so wholesome. And he's like, the customer is, is like really takes off seriously. It's like, what what can I do to like help the customer? And this person just loves being a vending machine. Um, <laughs> I, sometimes I can't believe the sentences I say out loud on this podcast but yeah, yeah, there's that one yeah. I, I give it a watch because only anime could pull off something like this Literally. watch me say this and then there's a live action that'll be like a Netflix series and I'll be like I and stand. the Oscar goes to yeah. <laughs> Brian Cranston as vending machine my favourite my favourite thing is that when the girl realises sorry when the girl realises that it's sentient she he, like she's kind of like you say this for no and it's like come again or like that kind of thing like it's, uh, it, it's cute it's a cute show That sounds pretty good. But I'm going to talk now about a show that was recommended to us by a fan. And thank you very much for your recommendation through our Instagram messages. Now, Charlotte, you've actually watched a bit of it before, but I got this message and read it and I was like, "Hmm." And we're just immediately upset that I'd watched something that you hadn't. I mean, that's kind of that it. That was it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Charles was like, yeah, I've watched some of that. And I was like, pure I must watch it all immediately. <laughs> and I did do so. So basically I smashed the whole thing in like two days. It's currently airing. It's the second season of it now. But let me talk about something which technically isn't anime. So this fan recommendation, thank you very much. This is a show called Link Click or Time Agents. Now, this is a Donghua series. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, it is a Chinese animation and originally a... Chinese manga, and the word for that is Donghua. 
Now, this is written by Lee Haoling and produced by Land Studio and Haolina's Animation League, which is a Chinese animation studio based in Shanghai and established in 2013. Its subsidiary animation company, Enon, operates in Japan and South Korea. And the studio is actually owned by the Chinese streaming service Bilibi, which is kind of like Chinese YouTube. Uh, it's a bit more complicated than that. It sort of uses submit videos, which they can view and add overlaid commentary on, and they can upload videos to it. It's kind of a weird, uh, kind of YouTube meets Netflix in right. a weird way, but in China, it's a massive company, like multi, multi-billion yeah. company. But what is LinkClick about? It is friends, well, kind of friends, Cheng Yaoshi and Lu Guang run a business called Time Photo Studio where they utilize their special powers. Their primary purpose is to relieve their clients of their past regrets. The clients provide a photo and Cheng uses his ability to travel back in time to the moment the photo was taken and assume the identity of the photographer, but only for 12 hours. He absorbs the person's memories and emotions during the process, but Lu Guang has the ability to keep track of the events in the past from the present. And he basically shares a mental link with Cheng. And together they go about trying to fulfill the client's request without altering the past in any meaningful way. So it's actually sick. Like this show is really fucking cool. So it's just, yeah, again, that's slightly confusing. It's obviously the abilities are a bit crazy, but like he basically goes back in time through a photo. He can only travel through a photo, only for 12 hours. But Lu Guang is basically his guide, almost kind of being like, no, don't do that. Don't do this. No, if you do that, you will alter the past. So the things they're requested to do are more like, for example, without spoiling too much, he goes back in time. This guy asks him to go back in time and just simply like play in a basketball game, tell his mom he loves her, and like tell the girl he liked that he liked her. But that's it. And they're like, this one's pretty fucking easy. But then it turns out that that night an earthquake happens and kills all of them except for him. And as we said about Sheng, he is in their minds. So he feels the pain and he's like trying to be like, I need to warn people. And Lu Guang's like, no, dude, you can't. You, all we can do for the client is give them closure, but these people have to die. You can't change that. But he goes and tries to change it. And, mm. like, you, you know, and, and he has traumatic experience where he tries to save the guy's mother. The mother dies with him basically like under the rubble. It's, it's soul destroying. And this is the thing that's very much talking about trauma and the fact that they're just doing these sort of semi-innocuous things for clients. But of course- the story evolves very much starts off as a story of the week kind of thing where they kind of get a get a client, they go back in time, they do the thing, there's conflict, there's drama, and then we move on to the next one. But of course, the A story kicks off about the halfway point. Turns out there are other people who have abilities, and I won't spoil what they are, but all of a sudden it becomes a much larger story. And I love this show. Okay, so thank you for the recommendation. And again, recommend us stuff on Instagram, y'all. We love yeah, it. Yeah. You know, we it hit us up, you know, awesome. hit us up all the time. Like this was such a good recommendation. I am so into this show. I literally watched the first season in a day. And I do that often but if I like something. And like, How do you find the time? <laughs> I just make the... Graham, oh, I barely hell. sleep. God damn it, dude. Like, I was up till four watching that shit. I mean, I and get I 15 hours it. a night. I just don't have the time. <laughs> 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 Look, Link Clicks absolutely yes. How much of it did you watch? I watched about half of the first season, I think. And I think I was watching it as it was airing the first time yeah, around. Yeah. So I kind of got into it because I got recommended it. And I think I really love the aesthetic and I love the character cool. designs. And I liked the way I just I kind of love the idea of a I'm a real sucker for this like we have like a a business a sort of like detective like a private detective vibe you know like ragtag like 
Jessica Jones esque. Like we yeah, don't yeah, we're, yeah. we don't have much money to keep the lights no, on, no but we've money. got this. Like you know, I, I kind of am a bit of a sucker for that. Trope. Despite having the most ridiculous ability in the yeah, world, travel like, through time. Yeah, like, like, oh, we get like ten bucks from it. So it's poor. Like, uh, you're getting traumatized from this, dude. Charge more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good show. I remember being really invested in it, and when I heard there was a season two, I was happy to hear it. When it first came out, people were fucking obsessed with it. Yeah, just yeah I remember seeing it like back, but so I just missed it. It's absolutely outstanding. Again, we're gonna do an episode soon, which is gonna pr- very prominently feature you two about Manwa, which is of course South Korean yeah, yeah. Uh, animation. Well, well Manwa actually was, uh, the comics, but of course the adaptation of that. But Donghua and China are coming up very fast in the animation world and this is just the beginning and there's so many more which again i haven't really delved into this very much but the whole chinese animation world and donghua is just the tip of the iceberg and if it's anything like this hook it to my veins i'm loving link click we're in the second season at the time of recording there's been seven episodes out i'm absolutely loving it link click season two if you haven't watched it Smash the whole thing in a day and a half like I did. Get ready to Donghua. Get ready to Donghua. It's the next one. That's Change that long up. Get, <laughs> Change out, it, get out of here. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, when we do that episode on Webtoon, it's going to be great because I think out of everyone here, I probably read the most memoir. I read it all the time. I read it every night. The app is dangerous. Webtoon app, the most dangerous app you'll ever download. Yes, I so dare you. Yeah. I, I dare you to spend all your money. Good manhwa. I can. I wow. can find stuff that maybe that not like You should need to compare it. more notes. Yeah, yeah maybe. It depends on what genre you're after. But I think all the stuff that I look at is kind of samey. It's all reincarnation or I started at level one. And Oh, um, yeah. I mean. There's some other stuff like I hear the box is really good and a few other things. And Honestly, horror thriller, psychological oh, thriller yeah. stuff is where it's at. Like okay. really, really good, good stuff happening in that field. Yeah, the power up ones are, you yeah. know, um, secretly Every I adore them. protagonist is pretty much just like copy and paste. Yeah, and of course, for those of you who aren't necessarily aware, of course, God of High School, Tower of God, these are all memoir which have been adapted into anime. Solo leveling. Solo leveling is coming, which is the big one. Anyway, Charlie, what else have you been watching? Okay, so I mentioned this because I was really excited for it when we first did this, and it was My Marriage Story. Oh, yes. And, sorry. Marriage Story. Marriage Story is a movie starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. That's the wrong this is thing. The that is the wrong thing. Very different. Very different. This is my happy marriage. When I read this synopsis, I was like, "Is either going to be really, really great or really, really terrible?" It's basically like a retelling of a Cinderella esque story set in like a uh, an alternate historical, like it's like a fantasy kind of version, but very much steeped in kind of like reality. So I'd say it's like. What you call that, like historical fiction, yeah. but with fantasy. Got a whole episode on that. Yes, historical fiction, but all it is is this girl who comes from this prominent family, but she's the first daughter. Her mother passes away. Her father remarries. They have a daughter who it turns out is gifted with the family line of supernatural ability, and the main protagonist doesn't have, well, doesn't have it. You know, like has doesn't show signs of supernatural ability. So they basically just treat her like a servant. And then they marry her off to the most dangerous sounding, awful military prominent family leader. And it turns out he's actually delightful and treats her very well and is super powerful. And she ends up having a happy life. And it's what I made that sound very, very vague and basic. Slightly That's yeah. the premise. No, it's not. I mean, in a world in which everyone's marrying for family ties, like it's like okay. it, it's not, um, it's like you marry into this family so you can have that family support. There's like prominent families. She gets kind of. Taken off to this one family, turns out that I think it's very much alluded to that she does have a dormant bloodline power through her mother's side who comes from a family that is like the most powerful, but she just hasn't displayed it in the right way so they don't realise. But the cool thing about this show is I was like, I'm loving it. Like I sold that terribly. 
just watch it. I read the synopsis out last time. I won't do it again. But um, if you, it's on Netflix, super easy to watch. And I just was pleasantly surprised with how beautifully it's animated and how much you really care about the protagonist's struggles. Like the, it's kind of, it doesn't take the abuse that she receives from her family. Like it's mostly kind of, I mean, it starts like mostly psychological kind of stuff. Like it's really, it takes it quite seriously and is quite heavy. And I think that's interesting. I think a lot of anime can really brush over that stuff or it's just like a plot line. Like she's been treated like shit by her family and now she's happy with this guy. It's like actually she does deal with her trauma and she's not super amazing immediately. As soon as she gets, she's, she's untrusting. She doesn't know what to do. She has PTSD. She keeps on getting kidnapped. It's a lot of stuff. I really, really like the show. Beautifully animated, well-paced, uh, really good characters, a good relationship between these two characters and also a good amount of drama a good villain. It's just like ticking all the historical, dramatic. It's like a St. and Josai kind of show. I was looking at it. I was like, do people like this show as much as I do? Yeah. yeah it's, it's always popular. like number two or three on Anime Corner. It's super popular, yeah. So it, a couple of weeks ago it beat Jujutsu Kaisen. Anime Corner is also a wild place, which makes no sense. But, <laughs> yeah, like, but I genuinely think the show. the shit over there. But yeah. I, think, I think it's pretty good. It's not blowing my mind, but I think it's a good show and it's one that I've kept up with this season that I'm kind of enjoying. So, yeah. Vending Machine and Cinderella Story. <laughs> that sounds like some Charlie picks. Grant, what else are you watching? I've dipped into a little bit of Fate. Fate. You fake did it. Night stand, whatever. Fuck, who the hell knows? Fake it's night stand. Fake night. Probably. Stand. Is it a disaster? It's uh, no, it's not a disaster. Really? It's dense because it has got all that sort of fate. All the heroes Michigas. and fucking nonsense. Yeah. But it's pretty straightforward. Fate. It's still you know you get a champion, you fight for a Grail. Holy Grail Wars. The whole thing about this sort of one is that it's not the true Grail. It's that's why it's fake, knife fake, whatever it's called. Oh, it's um, a fake grail. Yeah. How do they keep coming up with these ideas? They've done it again. Ah, fake um, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's set in America as well, which is quite different. That is quite different. Like there's the scene in the first, I think it's the very first episode where like one of the the people that's trying to call for for summon it. Uh, whatever they're called, the champion. Yep. A SWAT team just arrives and just blows him away with like M14s. <laughs> He's just like, take that, sorcerer. Like, <laughs> can't stop a bullet with your well, magic. No like, it's just like, before. it was the most American thing ever with just a guy short with a lot of guns and just blow this guy away. <laughs> I, I, like, I kind of love that. I'm yeah, like, I always like, see yeah. that. I'm just like, what if someone sick. just did yeah. that? I'm well, like Toji in Jujutsu Kaisen, just like, yeah. all this like crazy about just shoots her in the head. You're like, oh yeah. That'll do it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's growing on me. Okay, so you, you're going to keep up with, with Fate? I'll, I'll dip in, I think. But I don't think it's good as... Was it Fate Stay? Fate Stay Night. Fate Zero. Fate Zero. Fate Zero is the one. Still the best. But you've of still got it's. like Gilgamesh and stuff. You've still got some really cool... I'm a sucker for Gilgamesh, yeah. dude. Every one of the time. champions is a dog. Fuck okay. yeah. I mean, I'm You should sold. have led with that, Why dude. didn't you tell us what that? What the hell? I needed a hook. <laughs> <laughs> so I was struggling there. I was like, I'll keep the dog in the back pocket. <laughs> but look, it's, I mean, it's, it's not production IG. It's studio IG. Production, production IG. IG yeah. does it, they're, like, well, they're still doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they started slow, but they're kind of firing off. Well, UFO also Table's also done a bunch of them as well. Yeah. Like, UFO Table did I the, think the big ones. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's it's not as good as Fate Zero, but it's... Ah, that's crazy. It is ticking, again, that little nostalgia box of, you know... What's a dog hero? Is it like We don't Spot? know yet. I don't know what it or is. Or like Hachiko? <laughs> Snoopy's. <laughs> it's Air Bud. Uh, 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 <laughs> throwing basketballs at people. That. Yeah. that would be the greatest. That's a whole slam dunk tie-in. <laughs> It's a slam dunk time. <laughs> I uh, would absolutely love that. That would actually be the best. 
you've pulled because basically for those of you who don't know fate holograam war happens every now and then these sorcerers have to like try and pull their resources to get a hero to come and represent them and they're all historical characters yeah yeah and like you know it's like king arthur and mcgruff the crime dog alexander the great but it's airbud yeah look it's it's not going to change your life but it's 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 fun and you know set pieces are really nice but okay yeah yeah well while we're talking about dogs let's talk about a cat Oh, did you watch that? Oh, never mind. Have I, have I watched? Oh, yeah, yeah. This show is called, and again, if we're going to talk about only anime and to do with vending machines, we're back to only anime, people. The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today. Written and illustrated by Hitsuji Yamada. Adapted by Gohans, a production company I have never heard of. They made. I think this is their. F- no, it's not their. No, they made something thing, called K. And K, Return of Kings. There were two of them. Giggoot described their animation style as like sparkly vomit explosions or something like that. That's pretty good. It's pretty good at, yeah. And there's something else called The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. That's airing this season. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with the short sided girl and yeah. gets a, yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about Gohans, but um, K looked pretty crazy when I looked it up. It was like some kind of really weird, yeah. like, They go hard show. and sometimes they go a bit too far is what I've heard. Yeah, but anyway... The- this one, they actually do a pretty good job of animating. So, a young employee of a seemingly large corporation lives alone with her cat, Yukichi, who is simply massive and has a penchant for housework. He's super intelligent and attends to his owner diligently after she rescued him as a kitten from freezing in the snow. It turns out he does all the housework and cooks her exquisite meals to take to work with her. And Saku, which is the girl's name, is a bit of a hopeless case. So uh, her new feline friend is incredibly helpful and the pair navigate life together. This is the greatest show ever made, okay? It is basically the way of the house husband with a giant cat. Perfect. No notes, moving on. (laughs) Literally noteless. I'm like, hit me, hit me with it. But of course, it's an allegory for the husband and, and of course the intimacy one can find with a cat, especially living in a very small space. Of course, it still has those, a bit like Zom 100, which we, didn't, we sort of glossed over a little bit, but like, again, a huge statement on Japanese work culture and the concept of Kuroshi, which is working yourself to death. And Japan has a notoriously intense work culture. This touches on that a lot. She works insanely hard. And literally the only reason she can get through it is because her cat makes her the most ridiculous meals you've ever had. And everyone's like, wow, you're such an amazing cook. She literally can't cook a fucking thing. But this like rad cat, this giant ass Yukiji, just makes the most exquisite meals, just cleans the house incessantly, goes shopping at the Konbini and everyone's like obsessed with him and other people are like, why is that dude wearing a cat suit? <laughs> and he's, he can't speak. Uh, so he's not as if he's having conversations and stuff. Like he, and like he sleeps on her bed. It's just like gi- literally bear-sized cat. Yeah, I got one of them. You do have a giant. <laughs> the only thing he makes is biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Little bastard. The show is great. It's so weird. It's so weird. But like, I'm so, I think it's great. It's like, it's actually just a really good allegory of like modern Japanese life and how one can form a bond with a cat beautifully. Of course, we'd all love our cats not to be little assholes and cook us meals instead of like vomiting on us and, you know, scratching us at 3am. That'd be nice. But it's just really cool. And like, everyone's like, you should be, you aren't you married and you you shouldn't have a cat. Like, you know, a single lady with a cat, that's, you're never going to get a husband like that. So it's this sort of lots of statements about gender roles in Japan. And it's actually 
really fucking cool. Is this the most groundbreaking anime? It's actually ever? sick. No. Like, after the vending machine one, I don't after know. After the vending oh, machine, no. it's crazy, oh, no. but it's actually really, really good. And the cat's also like, he is depressed because he sees her as like such a. He's like, you are so. She loves drinking. So she's she being lives for like by the dis- cat as well. all the time. Oh, she no. like crawls home, getting lit after work up for a Friday, like working like you know fucking. 18 hours a day and stuff and like he'll send her a message like what she'll get a, she'll get a phone call from the cat like when she's like way too late home from still working and it's just him like breathing into the phone like how angry <laughs> like she's like, like she like gets through work so fast gets home and she's like, he's cooked her this exquisite meal and it was like and um it's just fucking great man it's so like left of center it's the most anime thing it's ever the most ever anime ever. thing ever but anyway the masterful cat is depressed again today is outstanding I'm so into it I think it's fucking great yeah. Well, so I'll, yeah, I'll watch that and then just Don't. judge my cat. <laughs> I know. Who is judging if, me at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone pales in comparison to Yukichi. He's the best cat ever. But anyway, anything else anyone watching? Or, um, Honestly, this day? season I haven't been as I, – I mean, last season I was watching a lot of you seasonal were. anime and I was – Really, really happy with it. But this season, I'm kind of not as into this lot as I was last. I mean, I'm watching Jutsu Kaisen, obviously. That's great. I will watch Zom 100 once I get some time to watch the whole thing. I'm going to catch up with that. My Marriage Story and maybe Vending Machine. But I guess I kind of haven't had, like, there's no Skip and Loafer. There's no... um, you know, uh, Yamada-kun that have like got me on that level. But My Happy Marriage is is a good place to start. So it's been good. It's not been a bad season, but I think we're just like gearing up for pretty heavy hitters next season, right? Falls in a big season. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you didn't listen to a word I said about the Masterful Cat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I gave you a fucking home run. I got <laughs> Look, yeah, I felt, I'm actually really enjoying this season. Like, I think there's actually a lot there. Things are a bit more left of centre. Got the big hitters, obviously Bleach, Jujutsu Kaisen, of course, Zom 100's up there a lot. But yeah, a few interesting things like My Marriage Story, of course, um, Happy Marriage, whatever it is, sorry. <laughs> my Marriage story. story. Fucking hell, just getting butchered that one. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking my that. All, happy I marriage. Think, all I can think of is fucking Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson yeah. screaming yeah. for that meme. <laughs> In anime? Which is like, oh yeah, it's good. There's also something called um, Dead... Dead girl. Oh, actually, yes, I have this up. I, yeah. Um, so uh, I want. Skull Eye Girl. Uh, yeah. No, this one's called Undead Girl Murder Fast. Yes, thank you. That's what which I was talking about. Okay. Everyone's a, talking about it a lot. I haven't watched it. I really want to watch this and I will give it a go, but Bring I'm not sure up. it's going to be for me. But I love the style of how it looks. I watched a trailer and I went, what's came? But I'll give you the synopsis. In 19th century France, the wife of a vampire noble, Jean de Chez Godard, is murdered in her own home. With the local human authorities unwilling to properly investigate the case, Godard hires a pair of private detectives known to specialise in the supernatural, Sugara Shinuchi, a man with a mysterious birdcage, and his partner, Aya Rido. This enigmatic duo have come from far away Japan for one purpose, to track down the man who stole both Aya's body and Sugara's humanity. So... Her head is in a birdcage. He's carrying a birdcage. It's got this girl's oh, head in it. Oh, this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the visual for it. It looks very kind of like gothic, you know, like all that kind of older century Victorian, Victorian style. Um, it's the same creators it did Monogatari series. So it's got that. Where Monogatari is like, I, it's not for me, but the styling of it is beautiful, yeah, and it looks the great. and the way that they kind of the way that they pace things and the kind of the symbolism within mm. it. It seems to be heavy on it in this and um, people are really, really enjoying it. So I 
We'll give it a watch. This is one of Anime Feminists, which is a publication I talk about all the time. Please check it out. It's great, if, particularly if you're wanting to like see things and uh, get people to give you warnings about content and just like if you want to find something that actually suits your own needs or talks about particular things that you want to be invested in. It's a really, really good resource. They're very intelligent. They have this on as their number one pick, I'm pretty certain, for this season. So they love it. And I need to give it a go because I always trust their opinions. So it should be good to check it out. But like, it looks cool. I'm not sure it will be for me though, but I'll give it a go. Well, there you go. That is our mid-season check-in for summer 2023 as always. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you're watching. Again, we take these recommendations on board. Send us in anything that you're watching or have a chat with us in our Instagram messages. We love talking about it. You know, also YouTube comments, anything you want. We'll be interacting with y'all. We just find it so cool. Like so many things we miss all the time. And again, if, if there is something we've missed, let us know. Now, of course, if you like the podcast, you can find us on our social media platforms, which are of course, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, you can find us at gatewaytoanime.com. If you really like what we're doing, you can check us out on Patreon. We're just a small little operation. I mean, obviously lucky to have a studio like this, but uh, you know, that's simply because I work here. And, uh, but you know, I got to work here because of this podcast that we started. So, you know, it's an exciting time, but at the same time, Small operation. Any help you can give us really, really does help because it's hard to make content. You can hit us up on patreon.com forward slash gateway to anime. And otherwise, hit us up wherever. Let us know what you're watching. And it's been a pleasure talking to you guys as always. Good season. Interesting season. Kind of a, a mixed bag, which yeah. I kind of like. No, it's good. It's cool. Graham, Charlie, thank you so much. Hey. We'll catch you all next time. Thanks. <laughs>